Oscar, you've been learning a lot about river blindness recently. Tell us about it. Um, it is a disease that, while not deadly, is terrible and lasts for a long time. It's also mainly transmitted in Africa and South America. So we are terrified of going to South America now, but we can visit South America in Lost Ruins of Arnak and explore the rainforest, right? Yeah. Justin. And I'm your host, Oscar. And every month we come to you with a board game that we love to play as a family so that you can play it with your friends and family. For more about the games or the game we're going to review today, plus um, other games we've reviewed, please visit our website. BoardWithFamilyGames.com. That's B-O-A-R-D with FamilyGames.com. And there you can find, again, information on our previous episodes, our information our podcast you can find links to our facebook page twitter account though we don't know how long twitter accounts will last and um just to our send us messages and interact with us all right so oscar that was a pretty flimsy tie-in to um the lost ruins of arnak huh yeah all right well we've been busy right so the last couple months have been extremely busy that's why we did not bring you a november episode but even though we've been super busy in our personal lives, we have been playing board games still, right? Yes. All right, so set up Lost Ruins of Arnak for us a little bit. Give us some example or a little bit about what this is. You found a unexplored island where you go, you explore, you fight monsters, and you learn about it. Okay. Um, it's mainly a deck building game. But there's some worker placement tied into. All right, so it's kind of like um, Indiana Jones exploring. Um, definitely lots of callbacks to um, things like Indiana Jones that you'll see in this game. Yes. Um, and as Oscar said, deck building and worker placement, which would be similar to a Dune Imperium, but it plays extremely differently from that game. So if you like Dune Imperium, you might like this game, but it plays in a very different manner. So um, not just a replacement. Yeah. Okay. So um, with that, please um, listen to a word from our sponsors, and we will be back with our review of the Lost Ruins of Arnak by um, Czech or the Czech Games Edition. We would love for you to sponsor us. So if you're interested in board games, please sponsor us, and we'll be trying to probably sell some board games for anyone who's interested in them. And just contact us at our website, Board with Family Games. That's B O A R D with FamilyGames.com. And just contact us. And sponsorships would include an ad spot right here on our pod- podcast every week. We'd love to have you join us. Okay, so Oscar, we are talking about exploring this island, but um, tell us a little bit more about the purpose and goal of the game. Well, like I said, you, you're trying to explore the island and find different things, that, like arrowheads and ancient scripts to study, take down the guardians of these ruins, and ultimately collect the most victory points. Okay, so you're... Exploring, you're um, trying to find a temple, um, yeah. which is part of this game, and then you're of course, you know, you're 
You're in it for yourself. You yeah. Want, you want treasure, right? Yeah. And in this case, in the end, treasure is victory points, which is what decides how who won the game. Yeah. All right. Um, talk through the look and feel of this game, Oscar. Um, it's painted. Like, it all looks kind of painted, but it's really nice painting. It's very realistic. And it's just really nice. You've got these, like, little meeples that are colored you got a little tent campsite board and it just looks amazing all right so in front of you you got a few of these um items so yeah it's very serious right mm -hmm. um you've got um different items different artifacts that are there and they're all in this very realistic serious tone um of or of style um, talk through some of the different pieces that you're going to find in the game specifically. Well, you've got a couple decks of cards, and these include items that you buy, fear that you gather as you're exploring, because, you know, ruins can be creepy. And you've got, you've got monsters that are ready to fight you. They're shown on the, like, cardboard things, and they go to, they go with your places you find. You've got campsite that is where you set up your base. You've got little meeples. They're explorers that you place around. You've got a magnifying glass and a textbook that you use for research. Okay, so those are little markers that kind of follow a track for you. Mm -hmm. And then you've got these little plastic pieces that um, identify arrowheads, Paper, or not paper, tablets. Um, gems. Gems. Gold. And some gold and compass tokens as well. So you've got all these nice um, pieces that are um, really well done, really add to the feel of the game. Um, for diversity, we, we always like to talk about that when we're talking about the look and feel of the game. There are no representations of people in this game except for the cover of the box. So if you get the, if you take a look at this online, you'll see some people on the box. And then after that, there is nothing. So you can imagine yourself in there in any way um, as you would like throughout the game. Um, how do you set up this game, Oscar? Well, you get out the big board and the resource board. And then you just shuffle a couple stacks of places that you will explore. You shuffle the guardians. You shuffle some cards for the artifacts you find and the items that you buy. And you just place a couple tokens around the board and that's set up. All right, so it, probably what, 20 minutes or so? Yeah, maybe a bit less. Okay, so it's a pretty quick setup. A lot of shuffling, but all the shuffling that you're doing is they're little decks. It's not huge numbers of... Yeah. Um, things that you're shuffling. And then everybody starts with their own deck. Again, this is a deck building game. So yes. you, um, if you've played a previous deck building game, this is a pretty common concept is everybody starts with the same five or, or five cards. Is it five cards or is it 10 cards? Might I be 10 cards. This, I think this time is actually six. Okay. So you, you get, um, you have, oh yeah, that's, I think you're right. So yes, um, you, you start with, everybody starts with the same set of cards, but then over time you're going to be, building that um, card. So why don't you talk through how a round of this game goes, how it, or how it, you know, um, talk through the full or the beginning of the round, and then we can explain the turns. Um, so at the beginning of the round, assuming this isn't first round, so you just set up, 
you move the a little moon staff token that shows how many rounds you have right. left in the game. Let's hold off on that one. We'll come back to that. So um, first round, you just what do you do? Just start playing. You have you draw your hand of cards, five, like five cards, yep. and then you play them to go places with your explorers. You play. You can play them to get resources. Okay, so there's a bunch of um, at, or turns that you can take, and so we're going to go around the table taking turns, taking actions until you can't do anything anymore, right? Yeah. And then you pass, and then that once everybody's passed, that's the end of the round. We'll go back to what happens at the end of a round in a minute, but talk through what you can do on your turns, the different options you have. Well, you can place one of your explorer people on a place that's either discovered or undiscovered. If it's discovered, you go there, get the rewards shown. Okay. But you do need to play a card to do that, right? Yes. You have to play a card with the with a matching symbol. Okay. So one of the neat things about these cards, if we talk through a card a little bit more, um, what ha- explain the different parts of the card to us. Okay. So there's the symbol that... Tells you what it can be used for for traveling. Okay, so that's in the upper left hand, and it could be either, it's usually either a boat. A boat or a car, but sometimes it's a plane or a foot. Okay, so you've got these four different things that'll help you decide where you're able to go. All right, then there's a picture, and then what's um, below the picture? It has an ability. Some are instant, they don't take a turn. Some take your turn, and it can do anything from getting you cards, to getting you resources, to allowing you to essentially go to a site without actually playing a person. All right, so you have ostrich in front of you. Um, explain what's, what these parts are on this card. So it has two cards in the upper left-hand corner. Then it has the title ostrich. Then right below that, you have the picture of an ostrich with some packs on it. And then below it, its ability is you get a card, then you can place one of your people with a discount of one card. Okay, so you get to draw a card, and then let's say you're just going to a place that required one card, you could place your meeple there um, without any or without having to play another card yes. in addition. Because if you're playing the action, you don't get to use the travel. You're either playing the action of the card or you're playing the travel. You're playing the travel of the card. Okay. Then, um, what's below that on the card? Um, the cost. Okay, so we'll get to how you buy cards in a minute, but this one, the ostrich costs... Three coins and grants one VP. Okay, so in the end, there's these VP on the card, so building your deck will also provide you with victory points at the end of the game. So if you build a super deck, you'll get a bunch of points. Yeah. Okay, so that's... um, we talked through a kind of a couple things there. One, you could either play this card or a card to move to a location, which is usually going to gather you a resource, especially at the beginning of the game. Or two or three. Or two or three. Um, or you're going to play an action of a card, which will gain you something to use. Um, all right. What about going to a location that is different? A, a, a location that, or one of the higher level locations. That hasn't been explored? That hasn't been explored. Okay. So you put your person on that location. You have to play cards that give you the symbols equal to the cost to go to that location. 
So maybe it's a boat. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's two boats or two cars. Mm-hmm. And what you go there. There's a little idol that's on that location. You take it. You collect the reward that it gives you. Okay, so listed out. This is part of the shuffling setting up. It'll tell you. You know you'll get maybe a gem or something yeah. if you go there. A gem, arrow. A couple yeah. pallets. Yeah. So you get something just for um, checking out that location. Yes. Then you pay, you have to pay three compasses or six, depending on the level. Again, just another resource that you're ga- gaining usually from your cards. Yes. Then you draw a location for that and you play it and you get the reward shown. I have... A location in front of me and grants one tablet and one arrowhead. Okay, so not only did you get what was on that idol. You get an arrowhead and tablet. Okay, so you got all that good stuff. But then there's a, the catch. Yeah. Then there's the guardian. The guardian comes out and is like, I don't want you in my place. And so, and you have to defeat this guardian. Otherwise, you'll get a card in your deck. That A has a terrible travel symbol, and B grants you negative victory points. Okay, so those are the fear cards. You don't want those, so you want to be able to defeat it. So in front of you, you've got some kind of like cheetah looking thing, right? Yeah, cheetah, leopard, tiger thing. And, and it when you defeat the guardian. And what would you? How would you defeat this guardian? It has a cost to defeat it. This in this case, it's. Two compasses and an arrow. Again, you collect these. Okay, so that would be one of an action you could take on one of your turns. You could you you could play two compasses and an arrowhead, and you would defeat the weird cheetah the, thing. The weird cheetah thing. And then what you get is you get a reward from it that you can use at any time, except end game because it stops being helpful at end game. And in this case, it's a boat, so that will allow help you to travel. To other places. Okay. And you get victory points for having yeah. defeated a monster. a monster. So these are things that you're, part of your gameplay is deciding, do you want to go to a location? Do you think you're going to be able to defeat the monster um, that's going to show up? Or are you going to have to take the fear by leaving it? Yeah. So all the things you have to balance out. Okay, so we've really covered all the locations that you can be going to, how you're gathering those resources, either from their locations or from using cards. Um, But how do you get more cards? Well, you have a row that is filled with artifacts and items, the amounts of which vary depending on the round. And what you can do is for artifacts, you can spend some compasses, then you get the artifact, and you get some form of ability and then it goes into your hand. No, sorry, discard pile. And that's a turn. Okay, so the artifacts you use instantly. You take it and you instantly get to use whatever effect it is. They tend to have a little bit of a higher um, cost. cost. But they also give you planes, which are wild travel. Oh, so you can travel anywhere with a plane. Okay, so that's the um, artifact cards. What about the... Item cards. The item cards cost gold. And you buy them, and they you don't get their ability, and they go on the bottom of your deck. Okay. So you'll most likely get them the next round. Yep. Especially early game. 
you yes. know you'll get it right away. If it's late game, then it's you iffy. Yep. And like we said before, you will get some form of ability later. Okay. And so that's how you get those cards in your deck. And then that really just leaves behind the research action. So what's the, what's the research track? The research track is a track that grants victory points and new abilities and new actions along the way. Okay. So one of them, so you spend resources equal to the level you're going to, depends on the level, and you either move your compass, your, uh, sorry, your magnifying glass up or your book up. Okay. If you move the magnifying, you have to move the magnifying glass before the book. The book grants better rewards. Okay. And so you move these up and you get some rewards for having done so. And then if you get to the top. You get a ton of victory points. You get, it just starts giving you victory points. So, um, but those always take those resources to get there. Yes. Okay. So we've just explained a lot of different actions you can take, but let's back it down and think through this real quick. You have how many meeples? Two. Okay, so you're only visiting two locations in a round, most likely. There are some cards that will allow you to do an extra, but most of the time we're to only talking two visit lo- or location visits. Yes. Then you've got the five cards. Some will allow you to draw more cards. Yeah. So you you're five cards. you only have five cards that you're doing actions with. So these rounds aren't really that long because um, you know, especially that first round, you may do. Four actions yeah, and, like, and be ready to pass. Yeah, you're going to play your people. You're going to research like once. You're, go- you're going to buy a card. Yeah, and so it's going to be a pretty quick as you're trying to gather those resources for later. But it's all about making sure you can gain enough resources that you can do the other things that will get you points down the road. All right, so once everybody's passed, talk about that moon staff now. The moon staff will then move up. One space signifying the next round, you discard cards from both the artifact deck and the item deck. You discard those, and then you move artif- You get more artifacts as each round passes and fewer items. All right, so the first round, you have one artifact for sale and, like, five, five items. items. In the last round, you have five artifacts available and one item. Yes. But that also makes sense because, as we've discussed... When you buy an item, it goes to the bottom of your deck. Deck. So if you have ten cards and you know last round you buy it and put it at the bottom of your deck, what good's that going to do you? You're never going to get there. But you might get VP. But you might get VP. So you might do it, but it's not. Or the items become less important as the game goes on. The artifacts become more important yes. as the game go, goes on. All right, and so then you hit your final round. You get through it. You're done, and then you add up the score. Right. Yes. Okay. So for complexity, as we said. There's a, it feels like there's a lot going on, but there really aren't that many actions available. You're buying a card, you're getting a resource, you're doing taking an action, you're um, defeating a monster, which is simply paying some resources. So you're either you're primarily either paying resources or getting resources in your turn as you move around. Um, and there's also not a lot of fighting between people, right? No, I mean, there's some rewards for reaching a research level first. You compete on whether or not you can go to locations, mm-hmm. but that's it. 
Okay. And then um, there is a, or there, but there's a lot of opportunity for strategy and decisions because you have to decide the paths you're going to go, what's going to get you the most points, um, what strategy is going to work for you to get the points you need to be number one. Yeah. How about family strife for this game? Do we get angry with each other when we're playing it? Not often. I mean, sometimes like we'll take a card that someone else really wanted and was really planning on getting. But yeah, that's yeah. it. Maybe take a card, maybe take a location, but it's not really destroying the other person, anything like that. Um, At least not often. Not often. I mean, last round sometimes. <laughs> um, for number of players, we've played this two and three players. It plays very well with both. Um, we imagine four would play well as well. Yeah, I mean... The fewer players, the less competition for spaces, but the fewer spaces available, the more players, more competition for spaces, but the more spaces available. Yeah. The biggest thing we notice playing two to three players, and we imagine with three to four players, is that with two players, getting out to re or um, visit new locations, to explore new locations, isn't terribly easy early game. And... With only two people and two um, two or pieces per um, player, we didn't explore that many places. With three players, we explore a lot more locations, and with four, we probably explore all of them. Yes, um, but those give you more or better locations to visit, and so um, than the basic ones. And so that would be nice to have in a in those higher player games. But with two players, it plays fast. It plays well. Um, four players is going to be a much longer game. Yes. All right. Um, for storage of protection, this game is a little bit of a disaster. Um, you know, certainly being a deck building game and not like I ever don't recommend sleeving a game, but always sleeve your cards. So yes, we sleeved our cards. Um, the, the, what comes in the box for storing all these little pieces, and there's a lot of pieces, isn't great. I actually 3D printed some things because I was goofing around with a 3D printer. Um, and so I found a few uh, things online. If you buy this game and want, want my files, let me know and I'll send them to you. But um, we were able to – that helped dramatically for this. There are certainly things you can buy online to help store it. Um, but if you're not going to do that, just be ready for a mess of pieces in a box. Yes. <laughs> All right, Oscar. So should people play Lost Ruins of Arnak? Definitely. Absolutely. You know, um, if you've followed our podcast, you will know that I am terrible at deck building games. I lose all the time and I always lose Lost Ruins of Arnak, but I really enjoy playing it. It's a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us for our review of Lost Ruins of Arnak, the Czech Games Edition. For more information on this game and other games that we've reviewed, please visit our website. BoardWithFamilyGames.com. That's B-O-A-R-D with FamilyGames.com. And again, follow us on Facebook and Twitter while it exists. We would love to um, hear from you and, um, and talk with you about what future games you want to play. All right, Oscar, what are we going to play today? Flamecraft most likely. Okay, so we um, got that recently through Kickstarter, Flamecraft, and that's probably going to be coming soon to you in the form of a review. So thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm your host, Oscar.